That is taken from the soundtrack of All the Fun of the Fair, David Essex, um, and the title track, All the Fun of the Fair, is being performed at the Nottingham Arts Theatre, 25th to the 28th of May, uh, by the People's Theatre Company. And I'm very pleased to uh, welcome to the programme and to the studios uh, Chris Teasdale, who's the director, uh, Daisy Donoghue, who's playing Mary, and Dominic Mills, who's playing Johnny. Good morning. Morning. How are we all? Very well. Positive. <laughs> Positive and tight. Well, that's Positive good. Optimism, Chris. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Enthusiasm, please. <laughs> oh, so, I, this is, it, it's a massive musical to put on. I, I mean, I've seen it um, at the Theatre Royal with David Essex years and years ago. And, uh, and it's a big show. Um, so why did PTC actually choose this musical to, uh, uh, to come back with, if you like? Okay, so... Two, two and a half years ago, before the, all the lockdown business, we were putting on War of the Worlds, Jeff Wayne's version. Yeah. And we're a matter of weeks away from doing that when we went into lockdown. Then he went on his tour this year, so obviously we couldn't do the show. So it was kind of, let's find a fun show to bring people back to the theatre. Um, and as you did, I saw it years ago at the Theatre Royal. It's just one that's stuck in my head. It's a fun musical, it's got lots of twists and turns in it, and um, it's a good ending. Um, if you have seen it at the Theatre Royal, there are some changes. His, ah. his West End version was slightly rewritten, so it's the same story, but a different twist. Slightly different. Yes. Mm, so so t- tell us what the story is of All the Fun of the Fair, then. So Levi owns a fun fair. Um, they used to do the Wall of Death. His wife was killed in the Wall of Death. Behind his wife's back, Levi was having an affair with Rosa. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Jack and Rosa. Rosa, well, not Levi. Jack and Rosa. Jack and Mary um, meant to have a relationship. Jack meets another girl. Her dad's a bit of a hard guy. Uh, Johnny has always wanted to be adopted. He's a bit slower than everybody else. Um, so it's their story. Love, betrayal, hate, and a twist at the end. Well, you see, that would have been a twist if those two had had an affair, wouldn't they? Jack and Loser. <laughs> yeah. So, very, very It all comes out, the affair comes out, etc. So, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's an interesting... And, and it's just one of those stories that, even though... Yes, it's got a little bit of a sad ending. It, it's what well, it's a musical that I mean, I went away from the theatre when I saw it, and it, you just get that nice warm feeling. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those sort of musicals, isn't it? So, I mean, what made you want to put your name down then as director for it? Because nobody else did. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, because for me, if I if I learn a show, I, I I like to learn them inside out, upside down, back to front, and. Once we knew we were doing it, I've had two years to look at this show. And, um, yeah, it was just the right time to come back, pick a show that we could put on quite quickly um, that had cheap rights. <laughs> and uh, we just ran with it. And uh, it's been hard, and it, I've had a hard lesson, i.e. playing Harvey and directing is a little bit hard. I can't concentrate on one and not the other, so that was been hard work. Yeah. Uh, to tell us a little bit about Harvey, because uh, he's the hard guy that you mentioned uh, in that, uh, that little bit of a rundown. So uh, tell us a bit about your role, Harvey. So Harvey is Alice's dad. Now, Harvey's wife left him. Um, Alice came back to him. He's very overprotective to Alice, but he, ha- he does have a 
gangster background, gangster type background. So being over precious to um, Alice leads her to uh, not yeah to run away basically. So he loses his daughter in the end, not from being horrible, although he is horrible, but because he's overpowering. Now then, uh, Daisy, um, I mean, I've recently seen you on stage at uh, the Lace Market in yes. uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock, uh, which was a... Have, 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 your, have your ears sorted themselves out since then? There's a lot of screaming in that, wasn't there? There was a little bit of shouting, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, here we see you in a musical. I mean, I, I don't think I'd seen you in a musical before. I think that uh, Hanging Rock was the first thing that I'd seen you from. Um which I mean, have you got a preference between doing sort of you know straight plays like Picnic at Hanging Rock or, or musicals like this? What what's your preference? Musical theatre is what I enjoy. It's what I love to do as my hobby. Um, but then straight play acting is what I would like to pursue in the future. So I suppose that is like my focus. And then doing musical theatre is like fun and a release, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Mary. Mary is in love with Jack, Jack the Lad, Levi's son. Um, and that is effectively her entire character. Um, she is absolutely infatuated by him, and even though he's made a lot of mistakes and perhaps been with a few other girls, she is very much set on that is her fate to be with him. Ah, he's a fairground lad, though, isn't he? So, <laughs> yes, he yeah, is. so just tell us who, who Jack is played by. So I met him last night, and yeah. I, even now, I can't. Shan? Shan. Yeah. yeah, Jack is played by Shan. Um, he's like a big character in our cast everyone loves him he brings a lot of energy to the show it's really fantastic okay yeah. do you look at performing stuff like musicals any different to uh, to sort of performing something like picnic at hanging rock uh are, are you sort of in, in a different sort of mind space when it comes to musicals is there more to remember so how, how does it work with you i suppose with musicals there is more to remember because it's triple threat you know you've got to be singing and dancing all at the same time and acting um but i think when I was doing a play, it was very much, I had to be completely inside the head of the character. Mm. And I think with this one, you can relax a lot more and have a lot of fun with it. So it's really nice and it's really different. Mm. When do you get into sort of that, that mode? Is it, uh, or the, you know, sort of the, the, the character mode? Mm. Is it when you've got the costume on or, or sort of when, when you start rehearsing and you find out more about it? Uh, when do you become your character? Mm. I think when I was doing a play, I think when you kind of get into costume and you see all the other performers, it becomes a lot more real. And I think with doing a musical, once the music starts, you really get into the feel of the show and that is what carries it through. Yeah. Mm. So, so how did you get into amateur dramatics? Oh, I don't know really. I've been doing lots of little bits all the time. Um, I've done plays, panto, musical theatre. So I just enjoyed doing a bit of everything really. When, when, when did it start for you then? Was it, was it sort of at school or...? Yeah, I suppose the first time I started doing acting outside of school was like year eight when I was about 13. Um, but I've always enjoyed performing. Like when I was little, I would always be doing the school plays. It's been the thing that I've always loved. Okay. Dominic, what about, about yourself? How did you get, uh, break into amateur dramatics? Because I know that you're a professional actor, according to what it says on the website. <laughs> I trained, started training when I was five at MAD um, in musical theatre. So I started from a really young age and sort of grew more classes, started taking on a lot more. And then I started joining all these websites when I was getting into my sort of early teens. My parents would sign me up for more auditions and I put myself forward to do a lot more. And 
I started off with by doing anything that I could find. So I could really, because I knew I had a passion for it from a younger age. And growing into it, it, it really helps with what you want to do and how you're going to do it. So mm. I think by looking at everything and be open-minded, mm-hmm. you can do anything. So I've done things like this, which was really out of my comfort zone to start off with. But I, I grew into it and I really enjoy it now. Oh, good. So um, do, do you think people are sort of, if you like, born into amateur dramatics? You know, they, they, they've actually got something inside them that they know they're going to succeed or... Or can you not sort of have sort of any sort of amateur dramatic inkling and then all of a sudden get into it and, and learn it? Do, do you think you've got to have something inside you to actually do it? I think there needs to be a drive because, in especially amateur dramatics, it's long hours, so you really mm. need to have the passion. And that does come naturally. A lot of people struggle to develop the passion, but if it comes naturally, it's so much easier just yeah. to get on with it. So I think, yeah, you are born with that spark inside you that can just click for you to know this is what I want to do from the moment that you step on stage. I mean, that makes it easier from a director's point of view, doesn't it? If, if they, they've got that sort of burning, you know, to, to be on stage. It does. Um, and I've said this before as a director, when you see other groups doing other shows, you see actors and you think they'd fit into such and such a role. And then when you put your audition call out there, you have to grovel to some of them because some of them, as he said, was out his comfort zone. Um, we had to sell Johnny to Dominic who wasn't sure about it but now absolutely loves it so that was good um, again with amateur theatre I always think for those two two and a half hours that you're performing you you can step out of your everyday life and just be somebody in a different place and forget your life and I, I, that's, that's what I, I say to the actors leave any problems at the door for two mm. and a half hours come have fun play the role and then go back out there. Good advice. I'll tell you what, let's play another track from the soundtrack. Uh, and Father and Son, um, tell us where, where this comes in. It's the uh, start of Act Two. Um, I'm not sure if he actually released it. It was a um, Cat Stevens record, I think it was. Or he, he released I know Cat it. Stevens did one. Is, it, is yeah. it the same song, Father and Son? It is the same song. Um, so I guess that David Essex wrote it, but I don't ever remember him releasing it as David Essex I know I've got it on a greatest hits of David Essex okay. um, so uh, let's have a listen anyway see, uh, see if it is that same song that's Father and Son taken from the soundtrack of All the Fun of the Fair. In the studio, we've got Chris Teasdale, the director of All the Fun of the Fair. Dominic Mills, who plays Johnny, and Daisy Donahue, uh, who plays Mary in the People's Theatre Company's production of All the Fun of the Fair, 25th to the 28th of May. Um, let, let, let's go for first roles uh, in theatre. Um, Chris, what was, what was your first role? Uh, the first big show I did was South Pacific at about... 15 of the newer operatic so I was one of the sailors okie dokie Daisy I suppose my first part like outside of school was at the lace market um, in the youth theatres Beast and Beauties and I played Red Riding Hood in that Uh, yeah Dominic I think my first one was actually in Willows in Aladdin yeah um, where I was just an ensemble and I really enjoyed Ah, you see, from ensemble, it's great. Now, I know, Dominic, uh, you're a graduate from uh, from MAD, of course, the Midlands Academy of Dance and Drama. Uh, I, I must admit, I've got, I've got massive respect for MAD because every time I go down to see their showcases um, at the Playhouse, they are done just so professionally. 
Uh, and it, I, I love the way that sort of, as, as one finish, one part finishes, another one is coming in, and it all sort of segues in, uh, and, and it's brilliant. Uh, I mean, you must have some great memories of being being with Mad. I was there for a very long time. So Anna Clayton, um, obviously Francis isn't with us anymore. Yeah. Um, they really helped because I was only there part time, of course, because of my age. Um, but we still got all the opportunities that a full time student would get. So I think that really sets you off for the development. So the amount of showcase that we would do, like you said, gave you so many ideas of what you could mm. pursue in musical theatre and the opportunities that it can give you. There is actually a mad connection to all the fun of the fair. Oh, go on then. Harvey was originally played by James Barrow, who was a tutor at MAD. Ah. Or was a tutor at MAD, so he did the tour and the West End. So there's the link there. I, I mean, there's, there's been quite a few people from, from MAD who's actually gone on to sort of West End stages and touring and everything, hasn't it? So, so I mean, it's a great springboard, same as any, I suppose, uh, youth group or theatre group. It's a great springboard to get you into the professional side theatre as well so yeah anybody thinking of, of actually sort of going into one of these uh, the the drama groups or the youth groups uh, by all means and as I said I was there last night uh, watching the youngsters um, and there's some real talent there I can't wait to see them in a few years time um, and I mean theatre I know is really in your blood Dominic you've worked at the at the Playhouse and you've worked at the Theatre Royal as well so uh, what would what would sort of your your roles there at so both theatres? mainly done showcases so with Mad with the Playhouses um, showcase there and then I also did Corin Boy at the Playhouse which was actually in the Albert Hall that used all the production team from the Playhouse and I think that was an amazing experience mm. Theatre Royal was again showcases with um, companies from Derby and again from Mad they sort of have connections with putting you in bits there Weren't you in Cinderella as well at the Theatre Royal? Uh, I was understudying ensemble so the children ones yeah. uh, I understood them when I was a lot younger I think I'd have been about 13 at the time so again that was an amazing opportunity and that was mm. again from Mad they pushed you in that direction to get you started from a young age. Brilliant. Now then, t tell us a little bit about the role of Johnny. Um, because, uh, I mean, he's a bit of a daredevil, isn't he? Johnny's so underrated and people really don't see the full story of Johnny until you see him, no spoilers, break down and open up. So I think Johnny's sort of always been missed and misinterpreted. So he's lonely. He's alone. And that is said so many times by him that he just wants to be left and he's in love with Jack he's, he's, he's his best friend so he's always want to be there for him now the description um, of Johnny is uh, of a runaway an abused orphan um, and a psychotic village idiot uh, which to me seems a bit a bit rough really uh, I, I reckon uh, who was uh, adopted by the fair um, so I mean how is it playing a role uh, with such an interesting background uh, like like that, how, how are you finding? I think, like I said a moment ago, it was really uncomfortable for me to start off with. But reading the scripts, listening to the songs, his songs are fantastic, and the way Tim Newman does it is incredible. So, by the way he starts singing and he's telling the story through those songs, it's it's a challenge, but it's it's a really fun challenge to have. Okay, now then, we're going to play another track. Uh, there's, there's quite a few tracks which I want to play uh, from this soundtrack because it's such a good soundtrack as well. Um, She's Leaving Home. Um, tell us about that song. 
It's a song where Jack is running away, and it's my song. It's my hardest song. I'll say that. Um, it's a good one. Though. It's yeah. A, all the cast are involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is basically the runaway song. It's it it starts the end of the musical, mm-hmm. so it kind of turns you into the end and what's coming up. Okay, this is uh, taken from the original cast recording, She's Leaving Home. David Essex and the cast of All the Fun of the Fair, She's Leaving Home, one of the tracks uh, from the musical, uh, which is being performed at uh, the Lace Market Theatre, not the Lace Market Theatre, it's at the Nottingham Arts Theatre. We'll edit that out when it goes out live. Um, at Nottingham Arts Theatre, uh, and the 25th to the 28th of May. So this week, this week, basically, um, you're there. So Now then, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny, just coming back to you, I'm... Dominic, just coming back to Johnny. So, you see, this is the problem with, with yesterday, and I couldn't remember Shan's name, and I kept calling him Jack. Um, so, um, I mean, he's a daredevil. He's got his motorbike and everything. Um, so, what's... The, I mean, it's pretty daring. So, what's the most daring thing that you've had to do on stage? Ever. Ever, ever. Ever. Oh. I think once I did a dance where... I had to jump off the stage. Um, it was at the Playhouse in one of the, sh- yeah, in one of the showcases. We jumped off with knees up, and I think that was one of the scariest things because the Playhouse stage is a bit higher. It, yeah, it is, then. isn't it? Yeah. So I think that's actually the scariest thing I've done because the audience wasn't too far away, mm. but it was certainly most fun. Yeah, because they're, they're they're pretty close, aren't they? The, the seats oh, to the front gotcha. of the uh, thing. So, um, the motorbike. It, it's there an actual motorbike? There is an actual motorbike. It is a real motorbike, yes. So you you, you actually... I mean, do, do you ride a motorbike? No, I'm not trusting. Have you, have you had to <laughs> learn how to ride a motorbike just to come on stage or this is to make it look realistic? This is perhaps the shows differ. Right. That's all okay. I can say. OK, well, that's something that we're going to have to come down and see <laughs> then. Um, so, and I know you've got dodgem cars. We have, yeah. yes. Yes. Three dodgems. Big wheel? No, we have. <laughs> what do we have? We have a sweet stall, a shooting stall, a hooker duck stall, and, and a, a test your strength, test your strength stall. So it's going to be a pretty full stage. Uh, with the stalls on, it's yeah, quite, yeah, it's quite a, a tight, tight stage when you've got the fairground set up. Um, I think it all helps to build the atmosphere. It does help though. to build oh, the, yeah. the illusion. And uh, as you arrive at the theatre, there will be other surprises from the minute you arrive mm-hmm. um, to give the audience the fairground slash circus experience. Brilliant stuff, sir. Uh, I mean, going back to sort of daring things that people have done on stage, Daisy, what's the most daring thing you've done on stage? I don't think I've done anything particularly daring. I think... The last show that I was in at the Lace Market, that was quite exposing and it was quite vulnerable on stage because I had a lot of like monologues on my own. So it was mm. very kind of a lot of pressure to get that right and to deliver the character because it was such a big, powerful character that I needed to convey to really have the effect of the whole show. Plus, the, the, there was no sort of scenery or setting with that as well. No, so you, you were yeah. it was just you on stage and people focusing on, on you and the other actors. There's, yeah, exactly. there's nothing else for them to look at. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Chris, daring things that you've done on stage. I, I would say there's two for me. One of them was in Elton John's glasses at the lace market, which was done in the round. So you're like surrounded by audience on every possible angle. Was that upstairs? Yeah, in the studio, yeah. 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 And then um, in Robin of Sherwood at the Theatre Royal, I had to take a lighted torch off Peter Duncan 
who never looked where he handed it to <laughs> and would often let go before I had it. So there's this lit torch <laughs> dropping on stage. So that was possibly, we have to then quickly put it out. But And this is that. Peter Duncan, who he used to sort of be sort of a spearhead for, for the, was it the, the Scouts. Boy Scouts? Yeah. Safety yeah. first and everything? Yeah, he literally just thrust <laughs> it back and let go. <laughs> I don't know. So, Dominic, I'm going to come back to you because uh, look, looking back at some of the roles that you've done in the past, uh, and I've got a list here, uh, it, it's quite a varied CV. Miss Trunchball in Matilda. <laughs> that must have been a great role to play because I, I suppose the, the sort of more not-so-nice characters, they're more fun to play, I suppose. Yeah, it was interesting. It was a good one to play because I got to shout at everyone most of the time <laughs> and the big number that Miss Trunchbull has smell of rebellion you're surrounded by people pushing you kicking your leg it is she's a diva quite, <laughs> quite literally she's kicking legs shouting singing hugely oh they are the best yes. roles though oh, it's God, yeah. so fun to be nasty yeah <laughs> Looking I'm struggling to act nasty I'm sorry Harvey is a big role and I just haven't got in the zone yet you're a bit nasty <laughs> <laughs> me never Directors are never nasty, no, are they? No. We're supportive. It's exactly. a funny joy. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> no, you are. You think you're like tougher than you are. You're actually a big softie, really. Is it a big pussycat? But for sure. If, if I've got one memory of this rehearsal process, it's day one of rehearsals. Trying to explain to a cast who David Essex is, for starters, and they're all sitting there with blank faces, and then you feel so old. And none of them watched EastEnders, which didn't help. So you're just yeah. looking at... And then you play there, it's music, and they're all still looking at you with blank faces. And that was only 12 weeks ago, and now they all can't put him down, so... You see, I mean, we think everybody knows it's going to make you a star or hold me close and... Not if all... you're 22, apparently. Ah. <laughs> I mean, going to make you a star was in a TV commercial as well. Was, and yeah. hold me close, Some... actually, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When we played the songs, they, they they did go, oh, yeah, I've heard it, but wouldn't put that to David Essex. Mm. And David Essex wasn't a name they knew, unless you've watched EastEnders and things like that. So he's done well to keep over the uh, decades. He has, yeah. And, uh, he, I mean, he's, I, I saw him live in concert at um, well, a few years ago now at the uh, Motor Point Arena. And uh, he, he can still, he can he can still rock out. Yeah. He can. For a bloke of his age. That's right. And he was coming to the, the Theatre Royal two years ago for his final tour, which I had tickets for, and it was cancelled. He's now coming in September, and I'm on holiday, so I can't oh. go. <laughs> oh. what, one of the other roles that you played, Dominic, was Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar, um, as part of... The Shrek, of course. Shrek. Yeah. Not the recent version. Uh, this was yeah. a while ago. Um that was, again, a bit like Miss Trunchbull, actually. Short, but as powerful as everyone. More powerful, in fact. Yeah. So, so. how did you find sort of acting on your knees? Because I imagine it's, you know, sort of travelling around on your knees. In, I don't know what day, what's Daisy and Chris actually laughing now. I've, I've no idea. Imagine me on my, leg, my knees. He spends half the time <laughs> sitting on this stage. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But learning to act sort of on your knees and move on your knees as well. Uh, I mean, that, that must be something as an actor. I mean, it, it's not the normal thing that you do as an actor. So, um, I mean, how quick did you get into the, the sort of 
the speed that you need to move for Lord Farquhar? From day one, yeah. whenever I was blocking, whenever I was doing anything, it would be get used to it. Rest when you need to. And I wore bits on my knees, a bit like shin pads, but a bit smaller, yeah. where it would protect you before you got used to it. So I think making sure you're comfortable whilst you're doing it. And then trying to sing on your knees as well, it's scrunching your stomach. Yeah. So that was really you trying to learn how to sing and how to dance as well on your knees. So it was a challenge. So it's doing everything that really you're not used to doing. I've got gotcha. Uh, so yeah. So Looking up at people for me. That's that's <laughs> never normally something I do. <laughs> well, no, and uh, for, for for people who don't know you, how tall are you, Dominic? Six foot three. Six foot three, you see. So he he was down to what about three or four foot. <laughs> I missed that. What was that, Daisy? I said there's a whole foot then between us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be your dream role then? Because, I mean, you, you've had these in the past oh. and everything. What role would you really love to do? King George in Hamilton, I think, would definitely really? be. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. made it. This is it. This is my life. Because this, I, I know all the songs. I sing them in the shower at 11, annoying my neighbours. And that is for me. It's from I watched from the first day I watched it on Disney Plus, I knew this is what I, this is what I wanted. And you know what? I've never seen Hamilton. <gasps> I have oh, not seen it on oh. stage. I've, I've got I've got the, the the film of it, and I've still not watched it. I, w- I must watch it because I love the soundtrack. I do. So, Daisy, your dream role. Um, I think my fa- one of my favorite musicals is Blood Brothers. Um, so you like, and me both. Yes, I love it's so it. So good. Um, so if I could be in that, that would be like the dream. Which role? I mean, would it have to be Miss Johnston, Mrs. Johnston? No, I would just like love to be in the ensemble for that because it's so fun. But I mean, it's not a part I could play. But I think the narrator is the best part yeah. in the show. So I would love to sing those songs. Absolutely. Mm, I love Blood Brothers. Chris, mm-hmm. I, I would say to direct Blood Brothers would be a passion. I. I'd love to also direct David Essex's Mutiny, which was his mm. previous one. That that would be immense on stage. Um, but he can't get rights to it, sadly. Mm. But Blood Brothers is top of the list, I have to say. But I don't suppose that there's a, they've released the rights for, for amateur theatre to, to do that, have they? I've never seen a, an amateur production of it. <laughs> no, you could do the play. Um, but not the musical. Yeah. It tours every two years, and I think whilst it tours and sells out every two years... He won't release the rights. Although, sadly, the the cast that have been going for a, a few years are breaking up. Daniel Taylor's just left recently. Yeah, yeah. Old Sean, Sean Jones. Jones. He's gone back into it for how long, we don't know. Um, so, whether things are changing, Blood Brothers-wise, but you can't do it at the minute, no. What about Hamilton? <laughs> I like the soundtrack. I don't like the show. Oh, right. Oh, so you, you wouldn't direct that. So, cause I know that's open for amateur. Um, it's it's coming it? out, yeah. 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 There's a lot of new shows out there. Um, there's a lot of the, the jukebox musicals. And uh, as I've said in the past, you get some good ones and you get some where you think, oh, what was that about? This being one of the better ones because it, the songs fit the story, yeah. not, not just fitted in. So there is a lot more musicals out there that um, are being released. It's just... Will people come back to the theatre? And that's that's the big challenge. Of course I'm they sure will. they will. I think this one though, it's got the hits in it, but then yes. it's also got some other songs, so it yeah. really makes yeah. it a good story yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that 
that's why it really works well. Yes. And as you said, it, it ties in with the story. It's it not does. a case of writing the story to, to slot song, a song that's in. That's right. No, it, it is. And it's based on one single album, the All of the, the Fun of the Fair yeah. album. So um, it, it does flow. And you don't ever think, that song doesn't fit there. It, it, he leads the story, leads into the song, and then it leads on to the next scene. So it's, it's, it's a, one of the better jukebox musicals. I'll agree with that. Tell you what, let's have another track from the musical. This is A Winter's Tale. Oh, spoiler alert there, uh, wasn't there? <laughs> You'll have to find out when you go no watch comment. the show. Yeah, well, it's in the soundtrack, so. <laughs> but, uh, uh, mm, yes, well, we should have played that before, and shouldn't we, and, uh, and sort of edited that bit out. But never mind, go along and see it. 20, it's on the other side of the paper, 25th to the, I'm going into the Irish accent now, 25th to the 28th of May. Uh, so, and talking to, I must stop the accents. I really must. Um, the accents. Are you doing the accents? Or is it just going to be just a, a, a normal sort of... We had this discussion early on. Um, and... No, the cast aren't. However, Pippa, who is played Rosa, does a very good Irish accent. And she carries it on through the show. So, yeah, she, she is carrying on an Irish accent. But nobody else is. Oh dear, what a, what a shame. So, talking about accents, are you too good at accents? What, what, what are you like at accents? Not really. I've never had to do an accent for a show, really. So, it's not something that's been like a big challenge or something that I've had to kind of come up with. So, Dominic? I'm the same. I've never actually done a show where I've had to do a full accent all the way through. No, in songs, maybe, but that's easier, I think, than speaking. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah. Chris, what about yourself with accents? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can. Uh, Southern one's probably about the only one I can do. And as a director, accents worry me because you usually find that actors are very good for the first couple of scenes mm. and then they drift back Starts into... Which is why, unless they are really comfortable with doing them, I, I try not to make an actor do them and uh, be comfortable and not worry about an extra thing but but as I say Pippa was very good at her Irish accent she's she, absolutely fantastic she carries it through and yeah. to be honest if you shut listening to her and then if you shut your eyes and listen to Louise English on the soundtrack sometimes it's very difficult yeah. to separate them so I have to give her a hands up for that mm. I know that I went to see um Veronica's room um at West Bridgeford and uh one of the characters, I don't know if you know the play at all, uh, but one of the characters um, starts off Irish. And I thought, my God, this accent is so good. She must be Irish. Uh, but she wasn't. And it's, it was quite a surprise because I didn't know uh, the play at all. Uh, and then in the second half, she came back with, with an American accent, a Boston accent. And, and she's not even Irish and she's not American, but the accents were just so good uh, as well. I think it, it's getting... An accent, right, and as you say, keeping it all the way and through. keeping it genuine, yeah. that's that's the other thing. Um, I mean, this is meant to be setting a Cockney accent, because we're mm. from down south. But, again, it's another one hard to do, to, to make it convincible. Yeah. So, no, I try and steer away from accents, and unless the actors are really confident, I don't encourage them to do them. I okay. think the way you deliver the lines still has the same effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 And if people haven't seen it before, they won't know... Well, exactly. You know, sort of, who's got an accent. Exactly. And it's the same when, because this is such a fast-paced show, mistakes are made. Mm. And as I, as I and Amy and David keep saying, 
we know there's a mistake because we know the script but the odd little bit the audience won't know so just keep it going yeah and they're none the wiser Unless they've done the show, but <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, let's talk about the soundtrack. So we've been playing the tracks from uh, the soundtrack. Uh, favorite tracks from the soundtrack? Doesn't matter whether you sing them or not. What, what's Daisy? What's your favorite track from it? Oh, that's a tricky one. I do really like Leaving Home. Um, yeah, I think that's that's my favorite. Doesn't your character sing? He noticed me. Yes. And that that that's a duet, isn't it? And yes. That's a really With nice Amy duet as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, That's really nice to yeah. do with Amy because we don't really interact in the show because until the end, because obviously we're in two separate relationships with the same boy. Um, and that's just a really nice moment to get to share that with her because during this process I've become really good friends with Amy and it's been really nice to have that moment on stage together. Mm, yeah. It always reminds me of a little bit like the, the two female characters in Chess, uh, chess when they yeah. sing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know him so well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Dominic, your favourite uh, song? Lamplight. That has got Ooh, to be yeah. my favourite because it's just the way it's delivered. It's so out there and just, oh, you can dance along to it in the wings. Trust me, we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it. I've got, I'll, I'll have images now, Wednesday night when I'm down there, when yeah. these of you lot dancing away in the wings. Some of us don't dance. <laughs> Chris? I've got to say Winter's Tale. I think that was possible. That's because you're an old romantic. I was going to say, uh, I can remember when he brought that out as a single and um, possibly one of the... I, I didn't really... I wasn't into David Essex in the 70s, really. It wasn't until his 80s. Yeah. So I think Winter's Tale was one of the um, the first and it, it sticks with me. But there's a line in the show that means more to me than anything. It's when uh, Jack's talking about how he felt the night he lost his mother and... My mum died 16, 17 years ago. And that line just goes round yeah. in my head. And that's that's the one thing in the show that brings a lump to my throat. Just that just that one line. I think that's also such like a special moment for the character of Jack as well. Because yeah. it's such a contrast yes. to his kind of like yeah. lavish he, nature. He, he shows his it's weaker, really nice, broken yeah. side. Yeah. Okay, I tell you what, we're going to play another track from the soundtrack. So I want to fit two in uh, before the end. Here's uh, Hold That's Hold Me Close, taken from the soundtrack of All the Fun of the Fair, uh, which is being performed next week at the Nottingham Arts Theatre. Uh, we got it right that time. Um, 24th, 25th to the 28th of May. Uh, I ought to know it by now. I've said it enough times this morning. Um, so one of the joy of having people in the studio is that they sing along to the songs when it's on. Uh, and it's great. I just wish I could put the microphone up without them noticing. But, but no. So it's, it's great fun. Uh, let's talk about the costumes, um, because w when I think back to the, the sort of production that I saw, it was all sort of quite Romany type costumes. So what are the costumes like? Well, if I tell you that our costume budget was about five pounds. All right. OK. So basically, <laughs> it's, it's, it's they're, they're wearing their own clothes, um, T-shirts, jeans. Uh, Rosa is probably the only one that's really dressed up. Yeah. Um, the fairground stuff, yeah, it's all casual. Uh, Harvey is a shirt tie, so it's a very, very easy show to to be a cost in costume because it covers the seventies and eighties. We we moved towards the eighties, and um, we just had to be mindful of logos on t-shirts yeah. and things like that. So it's it's not a difficult show to. I've enjoyed the costume though because it's kind of a lot of clothes that I just wear. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's been nice. And the eighties clothes are starting to come back. So yeah, it's, of course. It's, it's been quite good. Mm. Yeah, so is it just jeans and t-shirts for you, Dominic? 
and leathers. I have a full leather suit, which oh, is... And, and this is from your own wardrobe, is it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that I go to town on a Saturday night with it on. Um, yeah, it's hot. I do a quick change in style where I get dressed into them. No spoilers. Um, and it, it's a good costume. It's just very heavy. Yeah. And you're trying to still dance and sing. Quite. Yeah, but it's not that easy. So. Yeah. What Quite What about sort of? And I know that uh, the uh, the arts theatre sometimes they have dressers to help in the in the wings. So have you got someone to help you into this leather costume? I'm getting changed on stage. All oh, right. Um, oh, so okay. the cast sort of gather around me at the back, and I have um, Chan who plays Jack. Yep. Um, he helps put the trousers on, and then he throws the jacket on top. So I think I have about seven seconds. Yeah, it's a lot easier than when we did our house. Yeah. There was yeah. costume changes. It's just literally put the leathers on yeah. the top. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, with, with our house, I don't know. It, was it easy because with, with the with Joe's costume, it's just a case of sort of the white tracksuit off and, it, and the black it underneath. Was easy. This it's is an actual full st- uh, change, a, isn't it? It's yeah. a full change. Yeah, it, it is easier because, as you say, with Joe's, it was always it was all done with um, magnets and a quick rip off. Um, but no, you can't really use magnets on leather. So it's, yeah. the hardest bit is getting the trousers on and remembering to do them up before he comes forward. The jacket, the jacket could be put up at so any if time. So if there's a loud sort of round of applause or laughter, yeah. you, you check the zips. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so, I mean, on that note, uh, and nerves and stuff like that, when do the nerves kick in for you two? We, we we know that Chris is as cool as a cucumber because he's the director anyway. Um, so so when when will the nerves kick in for you two? I feel like just before we're about to go on stage, I will be nervous. But I think with this show, I do feel like I know it really well, and we're having so much fun. And just as a cast as well, and I think it's just going to be so good to get out on stage and perform it. So it will be more excitement than anything. Dominic, I mean you're, you're a professional, so you, yeah. <laughs> do you get nerves? Not before, during. So as yeah. soon as I step on stage, it's like, oh, God, here we go. We're doing it. There's people. Yeah. Because yeah. I think before you go on, I always put myself in the mindset, it's a tech run. It's a tech run. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. So, but when I go on and we see people, and that's See the whites show. of the eyes and yeah. you can smell See them. you. There so, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you sat there and I'm like... Yeah, if I see someone I know, that's, that's the yeah, breaking oh, that, point. That's it. You were thinking, what's next? I'll come in the disguise other, then. The other thing for this show is we have to do it to backing tracks. Yeah. And that's possibly the hardest bit because there's no leeway with timings with like with David with an orchestra he can yeah keep up with you or slow you down, not with backing tracks you have to hit them right Absolutely. and sometimes there's like less than half a beat from end of words into a song and it's like whoa that that's hard. I know it's going to be uh, an absolute success anyway, because uh, it always is with People's Theatre Company. It's uh, at the Nottingham Arts Theatre. It's the 25th to the 28th of May, all the fun of the fair. Uh, I mean, it, everyone's going to have great fun anyway, because even from, from as soon as you get there, yes. it's going to be fun all the way through yes. uh, to, to the final bows. Uh, so where can, get pe- uh, where can people get tickets from? You can get tickets from the Arts Theatre website. There's a new website that's gone up live. Um, you can get them from the Travel Centre in the Market Square. Yeah, Victoria Centre. Victoria Centre. The They're... Tourist Centre. Oh, the Tourist Centre, <laughs> not the Victoria Centre. <laughs> no, the that's, that's the one in the Market Square, <laughs> yeah, isn't market it? Yeah. Square. Yeah. yeah, your best bet is probably the um, Arts Theatre website. Yeah. 
as I say, it's a brand new website. It's, it's, it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Yeah. It's live and it's a good way of getting tickets. It does. And people book them online. Uh, book from them online. That, and they can get their own seats, can't they? Choose you can seats. choose your seats. Um, look out over the next couple of days for a flash sale. That's all I can say about that. But uh, yeah, come along, have fun. We've had fun. Definitely. Let's get theatre back out on that uh, that road and start entertaining. Definitely. Thank you, all three of you, for coming. I know now that you're off to a to the get in. Yes. Uh, the, the technical <laughs> term, the get in. Yes. Um, so, so good luck with. Uh, with that. I shouldn't say good luck, should I? Break a leg. Break a leg. Break a leg. Uh, so, and I'll see you down there next week. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.